welcome to the Braindrop Podcast, a show all about puzzles, riddles, mysteries, and games. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. Welcome to the second part of our Scrabble-themed episode, the the B-side episode where I'll share the answers from last time. You'll hear the lateral thinking puzzle being solved. We'll give you some additional puzzles. Um, and I don't know, I thought maybe I could use these episodes to give you some recommendations, tell you what I've been puzzling over and so forth. So I'll do that at the very end so you can just you know turn it off when you get bored. But I've also got some bonus stuff from the interview. So let's start with a quick story of the kind of crazy plays that happen in high-level Scrabble games. One really cool uh, Scrabble story I'll tell you is there's this one guy who played um, Quake right here. And, um, you know, have I told you what fishing is? Fishing in Scrabble is, is where you play off a few tiles so you can try to get something in particular. Okay. And so like, you're like, I'm one letter away from this or you're fishing to try to get a bingo. Like if I was like all really close to playing all my letters here and so I play off an L because I have two L's or something like that. Um, but what you uh, what he did is he had almost micro quake. Quake was on the board and he was gonna play micro quake, which he knew was a word, which is kind of weird. Micro quake, I don't know how he knew it was a word in the first place, um, but he was gonna reach the triple, which would be a lot of points, right? But his opponent, Right when he got microquake, played earthquake, and he was like, "Oh no!" Played earthquake and got in the way. But then he was like, "Wait a minute, micro earthquake." So he played micro earthquake and reached from the triple here all the way over here. And apparently, all of those are good words, good valid words. So yeah, which is awesome. It was one of the first stories I read in this like newsletter that came out. So all right, now to the first solution. Solution. One. <laughs> Stephen did a nice official sounding answer, so let's let's hear it. Today's challenge is A C D N S T U and a blank, and you're trying to anagram the word. The answer to oh, I'm not I'm not done, so I'm making it really official. <laughs> the answer to the anagram A C D N S T U blank is adjuncts. I'm done now. <laughs> adjuncts. A-D-J-U-N-C-T-S. That is a pretty tough one. One person sent in the correct answer to that one, and that was uh, John from Los Angeles, which means he's better at that than me, but he did mention how tough it was. Uh, but if you think that one was hard, here's another puzzle that Stephen also set that was even harder, but um, I'll let him give it to you and the answer as well. Everybody knows all, like, all, at that level, everybody knows all the sevens and all the eights. They're just brilliant people who just know so many words, like, you know, however many the words there are, you know, 20, 30,000, uh, you know, seven or eight letter words. So just trying to fool them on that is really hard. Um, but the, the one that I fooled every, there's no person who figured this out under a minute except for one person in, uh, he's number, I think, five in the world right now. His name is uh, Mac Miller, and he's younger than I am. He's, I think right now he's 17 or 18. S smartest guy. <laughs> he's so smart. Um, and he's the only one who figured this out, but under a minute. And uh, it was har, har, and then you have a blank. H-A-R, H-A-R, and you have a blank. And there's only one anagram of it, 
makes a word. And um, the fun, fun thing about it is because what usually people do is they start deducting, okay, what are some common endings? Okay, ER endings, are there any ER endings with that word? No, not really, you can't do that. Or is there a word ending in an S or a T-I-O-N or I-N-G? No, you can't, so it's just this kind of standalone word. The word, do you, you wanna know what the yeah. word is? Because <laughs> it's good. Trying to think of it. It's very difficult because you you have to know it because you have to know the Scrabble dictionary. But the word is arg, a a r r g h h is the word. <laughs> so that's the word. Arg indeed. All right, let's do the second solution. Solution two. So the puzzle here was that you had seven Scrabble tiles in your rack with which you could make words worth every point value from 2 to 15. I gave you one word, hypo, H-Y-P-O, that was worth 12 points, and then another word, H-O-O-T, hoot, worth 7 points, and you needed to find the one missing tile and then form the rest of the words. So a different John from Massachusetts sent in the correct answer here, as did Stephen Sneed because he didn't have this puzzle ahead of time, so he solved it this week as well, was to add the letter N, as in Nancy. And so starting from the two-point word and moving up, you can make uh, two, T-O, two, T-O-O, onto, O, as O-H, hot, hoot, hop, pony, photo, photon, Hypo, there's your 12. Phony. Python. And the final 15-point word that uses all the tiles, typhoon. So all of the anagramming and unusual words and point values from playing a lot of Scrabble um, can make you see things a little differently in both a positive, sometimes negative way. Because I see a word, and usually when you're re like, I can, I'm not a very good reader. <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't read very well. And it's because I get really distracted because I'm thinking about the word that I just read, you know? And so I'm like, huh, I wonder, I think I played that Scrabble. Or, you know, you're like, huh, that would be worth this many points or whatever. So in a negative way, it affects me in my reading. But I'd say in a positive way, it's really good at, it really helps you with puzzle solving, you know? and um, sometimes people will tell me something like when I met Megan, who, who I'm uh, dating right now, I told her, I was like, Hey, your word anagram, your, your name anagrams into a word and it's, it's, it's manage, which is totally <laughs> what she, she likes to manage things very well. So I kind of fit her personality, but you know, I just had to tell her that cause I couldn't help not telling her, <laughs> but my, my name doesn't anagram into anything, but I think I, I vaguely remember that, like if you add a couple blanks in there, and it's heptanes, I think, if you put a blank in. Heptanes, yeah. H-E-P-T-A would be the blank, N-E-S. So I guess your name is pretty obvious, brain, right? Yeah. And then there's also bairn, which I would have definitely seen. I just, bairn, B-A-I-R-N. <laughs> So by the way, I told you this was an old interview. So this girlfriend, Megan, became his fiance, became his wife, and now they have a one-year-old child. So congratulations multiple times over. All right, let's do the lateral thinking puzzle. Solution three. 
Lily applied for a job at a prestigious scientific institution. She got the job in spite of being completely illiterate. In fact, that was a plus. Why? Oh no. What if I... Is is Lily a person? Like a human? Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) Although I guess chimps don't, like, apply. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I don't have any ideas. I'm sorry, I'm tra- now I need to, like, recap it, actually. I was like, oh, shoot, I got it already. But I didn't get it already, so. Lily, a human, applied for a job <laughs> at a prestigious scientific institution. She got the job in spite of being completely illiterate. In fact, that was a plus. What is it? Is it relevant what the scientific institution was? Um, like NASA. Uh, it well, no. I mean, it would help, but the you can get the answer without knowing at all. But knowing the nature of it would help. Okay. Was there research involved? Yes. Like, <laughs> is it is it relevant that she's illiterate because of research being done? Um, I mean, yes. I could see how that yes would be very misleading, but technically, yes. Okay, so they're doing research, and they need her to be ignorant of the research? Yes. They are doing research, and they they don't want her to know what's going on. Basically. Was well, she, like, a secretary? No. Okay. That would be tough. <laughs> well, I mean, you answer the phone. Answer the phone Uh-oh. if you're a secretary. You don't See. have to read or write things necessarily. I <laughs> Just really remember. Did they hire her to interact with some kind of experiment? No. Is it related to food? Is what related the to research? food? The research. Oh, no. Is it related to nature? Of a kind. Human nature. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean... There are humans that do it. But they're not trying to understand the human psyche. Mm, no. Uh, they Are they trying to understand, like, some facet of the natural world? They, they need to, yes. I guess that's part of what their research is. But it's not because they want to know about the world. Is she, like, in danger? Is she, like, going to get blown up? And so they're like, they don't want her to see the signs. They're like, hey, hey, you about to get blown up. (laughs) She is not in danger of getting blown up. But some people are. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Is it, I mean, is it like bomb experiments? Yes, that's basically. Oh, is it like a nuclear testing facility? And... They don't want her to know, like, who they gonna be bombing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, I, you okay, basically write it. So, there, it's a nuclear testing facility. They're blowing things and people up, and they don't want her to know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that they're blowing things and people up. Basically, yeah. But what, like, what kind of job would she do? She. She janitor? 
Yes. Is she cleaning up the bodies? Oh my god. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, that's the answer is that uh, during the in the Manhattan Project where they were developing atomic weapons in World War II, they would hire people specifically that were illiterate um, to be the janitors and to clean up so that they wouldn't accidentally find a scrap of paper with information on it that they could get out or understand. Those guys. I mean... How easy is it to pretend that you can't read or write? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That was written by someone who goes by Klondike Mary, which is uh, the username of someone on the Lateral Thinking Puzzles forum, which is now uh, latpuzz.com, L-A-T-P-U-Z-Z.com, if you're interested in that sort of thing. All right, so I've got some more puzzles for you as well. The first one was sent in by John... Kavanos, I guess that's how you would say it. He'll correct me later. He answered the challenge to come up with one of those word-between-the-word puzzles where you rearrange the words and uh, find the title hiding inside. So, for example, Wham! Lethal was Hamlet because H-A-M-L-E-T are in sequence there. Anyway, you can listen to the previous couple of episodes for more examples. But in any case, he came up with a good one that has a song title in it. Puzzle One. So here it is. Five words. Educated Venom. Spare. Hello Opera. Educated Venom. Spare. Hello Opera. Spare as an S-P-A-R-E. Um, so one of those words needs to be removed and the rest rearranged, and you'll find the title of a well-known song hiding in between. I like this one. It took me a few minutes to figure it out. I was on the wrong track at one point. So give it a shot. I'll give you the answer next time. And thanks, John, for sending that one in. Before I get to the rest, I also want to give a shout out to John and his son, Robbie, who solved the one from a couple of episodes ago. It was another one like the word between the word ones where the answer was east of eden i saw their email after i'd already recorded it but they solved it together as a father-son team while they were on their way to robbie's soccer practice sounded like they had a lot of fun together so just wanted to mention that as a fun story and also a way to encourage you to solve these with other people family friends if you get that opportunity i've heard from people how they've done them on road trips i even spoiled a particular bit of christmas magic for one family so it was great i mean i felt bad but That's a story for another time. In in any case, I have two more puzzles that are Scrabble-themed. I have been a part of a puzzle creation challenge this month called Enigmarch, where you're given a prompt every day in March with which you need to create a puzzle. It has been definitely been a challenge. You don't get a lot of time to think them over, and I don't know whose idea it was to put so many days in March. But anyway, a couple of puzzles have emerged from the challenge so far that I'll share today. The first one is mine, and and then there's another one by another participant in the challenge. Puzzle 2. So this one was mine. The the prompt was sharp, S-H-A-R-P, and so I took a very direct approach with it. Um, So the puzzle is, during a game of Scrabble, someone played the word sharp horizontally, and you realize that with the tiles you have, you can play another five-letter word horizontally directly across that word sharp, 
maybe above it or maybe directly below it. Uh, but you can create five additional two-letter words that way. So what is the word you can play? I think that episode came either on the day or the day after the Scrabble episode was released, so Scrabble was definitely on my mind, obviously. Um, and I was remembering how Stephen talked about memorizing the two-letter words. So you may want to have that two-letter word list handy as you saw that one. But uh, Stephen did check it for me, so I think that there's only one, only one word that you could play there. The other puzzle is by Ryan Berry. Just so you're not confused, my name is Brian and his name is Ryan B. So, anyway, the prompt for this day was lock. Not that that's all that relevant, but in any case, uh, I liked the concept behind his puzzle, so I decided to kind of dramatize it a little bit. Puzzle three. Alright, super cool online puzzle mystery escape hunt 2022. Okay, just need to make a username. Let's go with Braindrop. Taken. Seriously? Okay, fine. Braindrop2. And now I need a password. Let's, uh, whatever. Just one, two, three, four. Needs to be six to ten characters. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Needs to have letters in it. Fine. A, B, C, one, two, three and no numbers in it. Wow. Okay, A, B, C, A, B, C. Has to be capital letters only? <laughs> Caps lock. A, B, C, A, B, C. Can't have any repeating letters. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Has to be a valid English word. Wow, okay, this is pretty absurd. Um, let's just do that one. Absurd. Absurd. For security purposes, all characters need to have a curvy line somewhere in them. Wow. So I guess that's like B, C, D. Mm. Let's go with corpus. C-O-R-P-U-S. Needs to be worth no more than eight points in Scrabble. Perfect. So what's the password? Okay, that's going to be it for this week on puzzles. So um, this week, other than maybe busting out a game of Scrabble and playing that with all of your newfound brilliance from listening to these episodes, I would also recommend checking out some of the other Enigmarch puzzles that are posted on... Um, you know what? I am not sure where all exactly, but I've been, I've been doing them on Twitter. I think they're also on all of the social platforms. I know at least Instagram and probably Facebook. But uh, there are some fun ones in different styles. A lot of um, escape room and puzzle hunt designers have been involved and there are meta puzzles and things. Um, meta puzzles, those are like the new cool thing, except I'm always bad at them. But there are also some crossword clues, some cryptic crosswords, um, which to this day I still don't know what really what a cryptic crossword even is. They look entirely inscrutable to me so far. But it, but also some grid logic puzzles as well that I'd like to give a try at some point. So anyway, that's March. It's been fun, but also sort of tough to keep up the pace of a puzzle every day. So we'll see how that goes for the rest of the month. But I'm sure I'll be sharing some of my favorites on the podcast at some point. 
All right, that's it for this week. You can visit the website at braindroppodcast.com for a refresher on this week's puzzles. And you can send in your solutions, suggest a puzzle for a future episode, or tell me what a cryptic crossword is by sending an email to puzzles at braindroppodcast.com. You can follow me on Facebook and Twitter at braindroppuzzle. And really big thanks to Stephen Sneed. I really enjoyed doing that interview with him. Thank you to John and Ryan for contributing or allowing me to use your puzzles. And also thanks to those of you who sent in solutions or just sent emails. I really appreciate reading those. Finally, please consider leaving a rating review wherever you get your podcasts or telling your friends about the show. All right, thanks for listening. I'm your host, Brian Hobbs. I'm done now. Ha, ha, ha.